Kerry Adams and you're listening to Kerry's Connoisseurs coming to you from Solid Gold Podcasts. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers and all the people who make it happen in the liquor and luxury industries from around the world. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me. I'm Carrie Adams. This is Carrie's Connoisseurs, and today I have got two, two boyfriends in my studio. <laughs> Matey Jankalovitz and Martin Smith, thanks for joining me. Hi. Hello, hello. Hello, and uh, our pleasure. Thanks for having us on the show. Well, it's my pleasure because Baco, from whence you hail, it is your home space. It's your, se- it's your second name. In fact, it should be your first name. It's what you live and walk and sleep and eat and breathe and pray to you on a daily basis. Baco has just been awarded five stars for its 2020 Red Blend. And it's also one in the Australia Tri-Nations. It used to be called the Tri-Nations. I don't know if I'm still calling it Tri-Nations as an old-fashioned wine person. But there is a competition in Australia every year which Michael Fridjon has presented South Africa at for the last 20 years, I think. And it's a challenge of new world producing countries, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, and the USA. And your one, one, won that too. So, Nate, you're the owner. You're allowed first shot. Brag. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, it's, it's actually unbelievable. Um, I, I could not be more grateful, first of all, and more happy humbled by this whole what's happened to Bucco. It's just an amazing, amazing year that you come to the end of the year like this and get a five-star first wheel of John Plattis, followed up by the trophy in the Bordeaux in the Bordeaux category of this competition. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful to a lot of people. You, you can imagine this is that what I know about winemaking is, is, is really was very little. The passion I've got, but I chose the right people. And uh, Thank goodness for Martin. You did. Was, uh, well, starting with all, yourself, you're the right people. Well, it, it, it did, it did. But without people around me that I have around me, and without meeting one day, when I'm meeting Phil Freeze down in the vineyards of, of Villafonte and chatting about the potential of the soil over here and the terroir in this, in this area here, it wouldn't have gone much further. Without going to visit Selma Long and saying, and she said to Martin, she said, Martin, take, take this young youngster down there. Go, go and give him a taste of the barrel of the of the of the, uh, of the Malbec, and he got it. I had a barrel tasting of the Malbec, and it was just so great. It's just everything. It's just been more and more motivating and carrying me along through this journey. Martin, how do you feel about these unbelievable awards that you've just been? Yeah, so um, just been awarded. Um, ha- happy with um, what the, the, the score that we got for it. Um, it was like the 2020 so yeah this was that, that eerie vintage where there's nothing and nobody going on there was no emails nothing everybody was taking a little bit of a break um, but for the winemakers and, um, and 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 everybody working in the industry the work needed to get done and um, and, and luckily it was actually kind of in a blessing disguise because there was nothing else to do than just to spend time with the wines and make sure you get the Well, I was about to say, Natey, there's a little message in that for you. Leave him the hell alone next year and the next year and the next year because when he's not distracted, <laughs> he's obviously producing cracker wine. <laughs> so it was Absolutely. a COVID baby. Your 2020 blend was your COVID baby. And it's actually, as I said to you earlier, probably one of the only good things to come out of the COVID era. But... 
Natey, you and I have chatted before on radio or TV. I can't remember when we chatted, but when you first started building your one yes, we did. Yeah. at Backo. And if everybody looks nicely, they'll see behind you two boys a picture of that gorgeous archway and the brickwork that leads through into your cellar. Give us a little bit of a history of Backo. All right, so so quite quite interesting. This was another good thing that came with uh, COVID as well. Um, Kerry, just a quick history. In 2000, I got in some guys in the little consortium to actually do a property development over here. It was going to be an estate in the Winans, and the council would never ap- uh, move the, the the urban edge, which was a railway line on the northern boundary of this uh, property. Um, 2008, 2009, with, with the uh, financial crisis that rocked the world and all the partners fell by the wayside and eventually I paid them all out and I was, I was left with a 60 hectare piece of ground and uh, I realized I could actually do something to fulfill one of my real dreams here. Um, and uh, I'd, we dug some holes, uh, uh, Colin Shapiro of Civils 2000 dug some holes, a little grid of holes here. Uh, we sent the, 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 the uh, we got Vinlab, Vinlab, uh, Vinlab, Vinpro, 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 involved over here. Got a report which wasn't terribly encouraging, but when I took it across <laughs> to, uh, uh, to to uh, to Mark to Belafonte guys to full freeze, um, and he started telling me how, how great the soil was, I thought, wow, who am I going to listen to now? And uh, we started we started by planting the first five hectares in 2016, August 2016. Um, we obviously knew straight away that the, that the Bordova rattles were going to be the thing for this this. Uh, knowing what was going on at Villa Bay. I mean, we had generally one, one seriously old dirt apart, dirt road. Um, but but uh, I only had a farmer here, and I needed a lot of help, and that's when I approached Martin. Martin had just left. You left about that time? Um, I left, well, well, started Passerine in 2013, but officially went on my own with Passerine in 2017, yeah. 17. Well, and let's Martin just got... tell everybody, let's just remind everybody that Martin was with Villafonte making wines there under the very careful leadership and guidance of Mike Ratcliffe, Zelma Long, who we absolutely love for everybody else's info. Zelma is married to Phil Fries. I never knew if they were married or if they were just living together, but it doesn't no, matter. No, they're, they're married. They, they were an <laughs> item. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they're married. <laughs> they're very um, they're conservative in that way. And they are one of the most powerful Venus items on planet Earth at the stage of the game. My, my estimation of Phil Fries, he's one of the best viticulturists in the world. And Zelma is not too shabby a winemaker either. So it's been a fantastic journey for Martin. And we had a lovely interview as well. My my listeners and viewers are no strangers to Martin, who makes absolutely beautiful wine. We never let on that he was actually making the wine up the road at, at Baco, but now everybody knows the cat's out the bag. <laughs> he doesn't make it. Do you make it or do you oversee it, Mart? Um, we have Julia here. So I'm what they call a consultant cellar master. And Julia is doing all the, the hard labor, and then I, I get to call the shots. <laughs> you come in and swoop in and take all the glory. Yeah, yeah. That the, sounds the, like the, a boy the, thing. 
Yeah, I like delegation. It's like as long as you, what, what do they say? As long as you're respectful, then um, then we we work quite well together. So our opinions are just that. Uh, yes, as long as you pinch my bottom respectfully, you keep on pinching it, okay? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I try to be more of an umbrella figure over the, the state, so I'm keeping an eye on the vineyards and in, on the wines as well. So it's a, it's a, it's quite an a significant task so it's um it's better julia is here she gets she works on the wines yes. and she's not a winemaker that's yeah, i'm afraid to get her hands in her hair dirty so that's that's what you want in in in, in the wine yeah so natey how how did you decide what wines you wanted to produce so were you so, pushed into Kerry, it or did you decide it yourself yeah you know we, we, we took it, we, we took the advice basically from from what Villafonte were, were doing to start, and uh, we also got uh, Johan Visser involved from Fuhrfrunberg, and he gave us some good advice on what what would do really well in the in the terroir here, and uh, we decided that the, the, the French varietals were going to do do well, so that's where we concentrated. We did put a bit of Syrah in as well, uh, besides the normal Bordeaux sort of. Uh, um, Varietals. We're not. We're only missing. I think Petit Verdot out of out of all of them now. That's yeah. what we don't have on the yeah, farm. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe Carmenere. Carmenere so, as yeah, well. So. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting how that's gone, Kerry. I mean, we we have once or twice tried to make. We've made smaller quantities of, of single varietals, but as you know, the blends are really where the action is, and uh, we've taken good advice from from Michael Frijon as well, and yourself, where you've said the future should lie in the in the in in, in the blends and. Uh, it does mm. look like that's where we're going. Um, we, we obviously pride ourselves in being super Tuscan, so we've taken this whole French idea and turned it around to be more Italian, okay? And uh, <laughs> we have a block of Sangiovese as well. And, uh, and Vermentino. And Vermentino. Mm. Um, and, and the surprise coming out is in, the, in 2022, which gets released next year, no, not next year, because we're only, only in 2023, 2025. So we'll be releasing basically a... a uh, as we have super Tuscan style blend, and then also like a Chianti style blend, which is one's going to have just more Sangiovese than the other. And I'm, I think that's where we're going to start telling ourselves apart from, from being, uh, being really sort of Italian. Do you think so, Mark? Do you think that the Sangiovese is going to be better than what our current backup blend is that we brag and sing from the rooftops? Because no, I'm very it, proud it will, of having any you, association. It will give you an, an different option on, on, on what... Um, the, the style of wines can be. Um, it's, it's by far probably one of the most unique um, creations as far as like, South Africa doesn't have something like that yet where um, people have gone to what is done in Bulgari and in, 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 in Italy and, and, and done it to an ex at that extent that is done at, at Bacco. So um, we, um, we pride ourselves So give us a sneak peek. What's going to be in your Tusk, your super Tuscan. What what do you put so in it's, there? So it's it's it will be. Um, I think the the first creation that we've done was actually Merlot um, based, and then um, and then there's always going to be a smidgen of Sangiovese in it. Um, the new one that we're working on now is actually Cabernet based, and then um, it will have um, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, uh, Malbec, and then Sangiovese at the end. And then the, the, the other one from that Chianti style will be, it needs, we, we try to see if we can do it as they would do in Italy. Um, so we try to do at least 75% Sangiovese and then the rest will be Cabernet Sauvignon. And, and is, your Sanche, is your Sangiovese typical? 
it is. It's very typical it is still super young. Um, it's got um, it's got a little bit of a lighter style, we, and we want to go full on and, and make it as rich and, and powerful as it can be. So this year we will actually mm. give it a little bit more hang time and see if we can get get to about an alcohol of about fourteen and a half, fifteen, um, and then give it uh, all of the the beauty that is known for for the wines from that area. So it's it's, yes. it's very exciting. We um, we um, definitely there's two kinds of different ways of pruning um, the Sangiovese as well. So we got the VSP, which is a normal vert vertical shoot positioning. So um, and then half of the block is, is is trained like that, and then the other half is going to be in the geo style, which gives you your bunches and make it a lot more open. Um, and then for what we want is we those are the ones I want. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to we, we want the right power to weight ratio. So it it, it needs to have uh, quite some oomph to um, to create the wine and style that we want. It's funny that I've spent most of my life trying to get the right power to weight ratio and it's never really worked. When you get when you get that maths, will you just share it with us girls? <laughs> so when is that gonna happen? Is that gonna are you gonna vinify one of those next year? We we all we already um we've all we're gonna bottle now in in January we're gonna bottle the first um, um creation. So the the Chianti wines. And the Super Tuscan, so we're we're blending the 23 now, which is the second one. Um, but I feel that <clears throat> the block Sangiovese is only coming into its own and into its full from this vintage on. Um, it, it, it's one of those varietals. It's like Grenache. It's 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 a little bit like a teenage uh, when it's in its teenager phase, then it's a little bit all over the show. But now that it's in its fourth production. We will probably get a little bit more concentration, and that's what we want. Yeah, no, we don't want a Sangiovese with pimples and big ears no. and shoes that are too small. Yeah. We don't want any of that. So we'll and, wait. And, and, and we'll none wait of those for that. easy drinking Sangiovese. It needs to stay. No, we don't want that. They yeah. taste like sun dried tomatoes and horrible stuff. Yeah. Natey, what? Tell us. Tell us what went into the winning blend. That that made helped you to hold that Bordeaux style cup up high in Australia. What was in that wine? Well, we got let's, let's talk about the components of the wine first of all. So we got that's one that's got sixty-one percent uh, Cabernet. Yeah. All right, and then it's got thirty-two percent Mal Malbec, Malbec, and it's got seven percent Merlot, if I'm not mistaken. That's well, yeah. that's really the components of that blend. Um, it's done purely by Martin. Martin sits down and he does it. And uh, I know he's, he's do, he, when he blends, he sits with Julia now and, and actually does does the blending. But I, I left it to Martin to do the blending. And, um, yeah, we, we're just very proud of it. It's just uh, it's, it's getting better and better and better as, as, as time goes on. You know, we always set two years in a barrel, 22 months in a barrel, basically. And then we said we, we'd always bottle and then put, put the wine aside for a year at least. But I mean, this we're yes. now talking about mm. almost two years that this wine's been bought in the bottle, yeah, and it's certainly getting better. Well, I can tell you, I can tell everybody that that wine is absolutely—I'm not allowed to say it, Callum. Can I say it? I can't really. But you know what I want to say? It starts <laughs> with an F and it ends with an F, and it, the last word is off. Gorgeous. <laughs> it's really, it's really, really amazing wine. <laughs> How readily available is it? It's on your websites. It's so at it Norman is. Goodfellas, it's, 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 I think. You know, we're at Port to Port at the moment. We've always been at Norman Goodfellas for, uh, for doing, doing a bit of our sales and, and distribution. And uh, it's we, we have quite a bit of stock of it, you know, which is quite nice. So we only re really released this a few months ago. 
um, which we thought was mm. the right time with uh, taking into account the, the, the quality and the consistency of the wine. Um, so we do have, we do have stock of it, and uh, I don't know what we got, about 5,000, 6,000 bottles, I think, we got downstairs. Yeah, so, um, so it's just, it's, it's newish, it's newish to the market. Well, we're going to put some into the into the solid gold online store as well. So we'll do that. So everybody who's watching this knows that they can come to this space and yeah. buy it as well. Keep it keep it nice and exclusive like that. We don't want to share it with too many people and go out yeah, of yeah. stock and get a bad mm. name. It will always be a, a small volume, um, but very high quality um, wine. So that's yeah. what you want to, want to go for. Well, you know what, boys? Congratulations. Natey, I cannot <laughs> believe just for everybody's, for everybody's info, Nate and I have been mates for a very long time. He started out as being one of my more um, energetic and enthusiastic customers at Norman Goodfellows a hundred years ago. And we've just become mates and I'm just so proud of you for what you've done. It's a dream that's been completely and utterly driven and fulfilled by you yourself. It's, it's, a, it's a remarkable success story. And to have that rubbish sitting next to you, I don't know how you managed to entice him to come and make. I don't know how you did, but you did. <laughs> He's just a cutie pie who's making some of the best wine in the country. Well Absolutely. done. It's just Absolutely. such a success Thank story. You. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, really, but you know, you know, really is. I, I know, I know you talk about, I know the way you talk about me and I really appreciate it, but it doesn't happen without people like you. The, the, the support that you need through the journey, it's not, not always an easy journey. I mean, you know, so... And yeah, I told you, I remember telling you, Natey, if you want to drink wine, come and buy it from Norman Goodfellows. Don't, don't throw all your money into a wine. It's, it's, it's hectic. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. <laughs> you know what? You still owe us a visit over here. That's what you do. You've got to come and taste Do you know what food. I'm going to do? I'm coming yeah. next year to blend with Martin. I want to come and do blending with you. We'll spend a day in the cellar and we'll you taste and welcome, we'll blend absolutely. and we'll spit. Yeah, let's do, let's that. do it. We can there do was it. something else I was going to. There was something else I was. Oh, so if any of the listeners or whomever watches um, would like to come and visit, where where do they are? Oh, we send them in the direction of Anita. We can't leave Anita out of this whole thing. She is <laughs> pretty much the fulcrum of Baco. We can't leave her out. So how do they, do they get hold of her and say we're coming to visit? No, so we, we pretty much open house. We, 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 we're open every day from about 10 o'clock on to 4.30. And uh, if the people stay behind a bit in summer because it gets late, it gets uh, dark so much. So we're quite happy to sit on. We've got the most outstanding uh, patio over here overlooking the Palm Mountains and, and the monuments and everything. And uh, it's such it's just a little bit breezy around about sort of five o'clock as the sun sort of moves into the west, and it's the most beautiful, beautiful place to sit under the oak trees and just and just look and, and drink and drink wine. So we, we're open house. Um, they're booked down panel to accept any bookings because we're on down pan as well. Um, my daughter, my daughter in the kitchen makes the most beautiful chiquetti. I think Mark, Martin sort of uh, experienced quite a lot of the food over here. Um, and I've noticed he's starting to fill out a bit, Nate. He's filling out a bit since he's been at Baco. <laughs> he used to be quite scrawny and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, life's good. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell everybody that Nate is actually a. He's a curious, he's a quantity surveyor. 
who made far too much money in the building industry and he's now making far too much money in the wine industry. I don't know how it's happening, but everything, everything, Mr. Midas. Everything you touch, Mr. Midas. So, Baco is the cutest, prettiest little farm sitting on the backside of Fairview-ish, hey? If I look across the the mountain over there, I look at the Seit-Achter-Palse Pat, where Fairview and... uh, and uh, what's yes. one next door? Spas, spas and uh, yeah. the, the Afrikaans Tal Monument. Yeah. The Tal Monument. That's quite yes. right. It's obviously Correct. been very lucky for you. Just keep that Afrikaans tint, taint, touch. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's working. I am fully Afrikaans, it's definitely... although I'm English. I have an English last name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Smith came from. Your mother slept with somebody yeah, no, you're wrong. My I don't know what happened. I think I'm, I'm French, <laughs> British colonial. <laughs> you should never admit that openly on television, on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you should oh, never you admit Yeah, it became a swear word, I must say, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, it's gorgeous. Is there... Is there accommodation at Baco if somebody no. wants to come and sleep the night? Yeah, no, no, we don't have. So at the moment, we, we the SDP, everyone knows, a site development plan, and that's how you get your rights on agricultural land. You get that stamped, and you're not entitled to build uh, after putting plans in that. But um, we we have seven houses at the back which I can build, but the council are looking desperately for for more investment in this area. So. All of a sudden, they're pro-development. I mean, for a lot of the years, you know, councils were closing it down. They didn't want it outside the urban edge, but they really are looking for investments. And we are going to look at it. We've got six hectares that isn't particularly good at the top that was stripped previously for to build a dam. And uh, ideally, we'd like to do a sort of boutique hotel if we possibly can over time. It'd be very nice to have that accommodation over here. The other thing was the the manor house which we have over here is actually zoned well zoned as in approved for a restaurant but you know i've got to talk my daughter uh, into the idea of getting a partner as opposed to just uh trying to do everything herself she'll have no social life she'll have yes. no boyfriend she'll have nothing <laughs> well that's what happens anybody who tells you the wine and food industry is a is a goodie you do it all for love not really yeah. for money and your <laughs> own your own life goes west. <laughs> you don't you don't end up having any spare time, you know. But it's it's worth it. Look at what you've got. She we can't leave her out of the equation either quickly. I keep on remembering something else to add in this interview. She was trained, she's a trained cordon bleu chef, isn't she? Yeah. Your daughter. Uh, yes, yes. She's uh yeah. So she she studied at uh, Le Cordon Bleu in London. She did the course there, and then she worked for 10 years in London. And uh, she, was, she was very fortunate to spend most of that time at a restaurant called the South Kensington Club, uh, where she, no one spoke English in the kitchen at all. It was all Italian. So it was real, real genuine Italian. And uh, she, she picked up a lot of good habits from that. Well, you see how, you see how God's angels work. He put her in an Italian kitchen because he knew that her father was going to build a beautiful little Italian space in South Africa, which indeed you have. Anybody who hasn't been to Baco needs to look it up online. I know loads of you are going to Cape Town for Christmas and New Year. Just go. Just phone and go. It's a beautiful little place. And they can just phone and come. Hey, Nate. Phone, book a restaurant. Just show up. 
there's, there's a lot of yeah. seating and everything, so yeah. it's good. How Very, cool is that? Just show up, guys. You just yeah. heard Martin. Just show up. <laughs> Let's talk about Vermentino for five seconds because I know how close it is to your hearts. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so Martin, interesting, we've talked to him because, I mean, he, he had never made Vermentino before and he's made three. Hadn't he? It's three, gorgeous. Three, three, vintages, yeah. three vintages now. And uh, I'll tell you something, you, and I really want to get you around to taste the latest because we are stepping up quite quickly over there. And it's really, really come about. You know, I, I, knew, I planted it because I was, I was on the island of Sardinia and I just loved the island. I was there for two weeks and I moved around. And at night, the only, only wine they give you over there with your fish, pasta and whatever is, is Vermentino. I know. Uh, well, as you say, I got a really close association with some Vermentino in Sardinia and I love it. And it makes up a huge portion of... Yeah the white wine that you drink in, in Italy. And it and it gives that beautiful, fresh, clean crispness to a lot of the Italian white wines that people don't really know it's even there. Um, I was so excited when you said you were going to be making Vermentino. And you and I, Nate, tasted um, last year, I think. When did you do your first vintage? Last year? Two years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is our last third. year, and then we yeah. got one this but, year. Yeah, we is this your third year? Last year, yeah. yeah. It's it's gorgeous, even to look at. And I love that you've put a green label on it because it just keeps it that sort of limey freshness that mm. is yeah. Vermentino. Yeah. It's that beautiful limey freshness, and it just you can see it in the bottle on the shelf. That's what it's going to be. You can taste it before you've opened it. Exactly. Martin's doing a really, really good job of that wine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, I think he's doing a, a very good job of all our wines, quite honestly. And, and uh, the, the nice Don't thing is... Don't say it too loud. You'll, you'll become big-headed, Nate. Oh. Don't say it too <laughs> loud. Impossible. I'm, I'm, I'm far, far, far too critical <laughs> of myself to, to ever be big-headed. He's, so, yeah, he's so arrogant as it is. <laughs> so... Just a quick rundown of what we've got. We've got the we've got the Rolls Royce. We've got our Baco Estate Blend, which is the winner of the Bordeaux um, Cup in Australia recently. It was released, I think, last week. You, the you IWC yeah. won that. IWC. Then we've got that Prelude Blend, which I think is probably one of the nicest red blends in the country at the price for them at the moment. It really, really is. So that's like your baby Bordeaux-style blend, isn't it? Correct. Then there's the Syrah. Then you've got, you got a Syrah, which is what we want everybody to drink for Christmas. Because it's yep. like red raspberry fruits with spicy lace and around the chocolate truffles. Oh, it's chocolate. It's to go with all the Christmas food. <laughs> that's what we're going to drink at Christmas time. Then you've got a cab, haven't you? You've got a cabinet. Uh, well, we, we gotta we gonna have the um the the the, the, the Chianti and the um or the the, the Chianti style blend and the, and the Super Tuscan is gonna be above the the, um, the back of blend. Then we cannot forget your Chardonnay. Yeah. Because everybody's very quiet about your Chardonnay. We haven't spoken about it yet today, but it is. I met Nace, I remember the first time I took that wine to Michael Fridjon. And I said to him, taste this Chardonnay. And he said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After we'd had the wine open for about, I don't know, 
20 minutes and we were sitting joking and laughing as we want to do. I said, let's have some more of that Chardonnay. And he said to me, this really is extremely smart Chardonnay, in the words of Michael Fridgeon. It is. It's very smart Chardonnay. So there's nothing that you can't really produce on that farm. What was very interesting is the Chardonnay is our really most northern block. It's right at the bottom of the farm, uh, almost on the railway line. I think we should call it Trainspur or something like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what's interesting it is, is that... It is good Yeah. We, we got Stylistically, one, it's not the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got 1.6 hectares, basically, of, uh, of on, in that block. And uh, we, last year, they, I, I think you... Probably where they green harvested about three times. Mm. We're left with about, I think we took one and a half tons off there eventually. It's a yeah. very young vine carrier. It is not a, it's, mm. but it is looking so beautiful this year. What all our vines are, they, I think everybody's vines, the whole of the Western Cape, and the vines are looking off the rains and a proper winter that it was cold. Everyone's vines are looking mm. really terrific this year. And I think we're going to get mm. a decent sized crop. We'll probably get our eight tons off it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Last year, for for one and a half hectare, we only got one point two tons, um, and it was. That's not, not going to make anybody rich. No, no. <laughs> but it was the birds also um, had their way with the vineyard. So um, the, this year we finished <laughs> it netted. Some netted, yeah. 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 Um, it protected the crop, but yeah, this year we we probably going to settle between five and eight tons. So is everything looking good and on track in spite of all the hectic flooding and what have you that we've had in the Cape? Everything looking on very, track very, for a good vintage on our farm, we're very, we're very lucky on our farm, I must say, because we've got beautiful <laughs> slopes. And they're not steep slopes. They're just gentle slopes. But I tell you from, from where I'm sitting at the moment, it's the top of the sort of uh, hill, if you want to call it a hill, down to the bottom, which is about one and a half kilometers away, there's a 20-meter fall. And it's just gentle. It's like a rolling sort of situation. So when it rained, we've got that sort of rain. It, it, it really was no damage whatsoever. Yeah, it trickles down the hill. But that's Tuscany for you. Yeah, yeah, most of the water fell in, in, in the, in the Frenchwick Mountains. So like all of the, the farms there got, got, got a lot of water. Here in, the, in, in this low-lying area, there wasn't that much damage. Mm. So I think... Mm. Thank goodness. Yeah, 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 300 French. moles yeah. in, in Franschhoek, and I think this was yeah. probably about yeah. 150, so it's probably effectively half. But also you're in the valley yeah. there in Franschhoek, and it comes off the yeah. mountains, and that's yeah, where yeah. the damage comes. Yeah, yeah it right. comes tearing down the mountain. I mean, yeah. it's like blooming yeah. glacial yeah. action down but those I think mountains. The thing that's happened it's is terrible. With, with the mountains, is like it's a lot of surface area that's in a, in a short, er, small area. So like because the mountain is mm. like a thing that you just pulled up, so... That's why it took a lot of water mm. and it um, like the whole town. Mm. Everything. But it, it was amazing to see how everybody came together and the municipality with all their digger loaders. Like I, I, I think I counted and, and like there was probably about 10, 10 to 12 digger loaders working in the town. Right. right. At any yeah. given time, just like trying to fix it up, all up, getting yeah. sand out yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So, but now the Fantastic. tourists are back. Like it's like full force season is starting so well i was down in cape town last week because i was judging malbec for celia and i couldn't believe already cape town's full teeming with with tourists it is, it is. airports chaos lots of people yeah good bringing bringing far, foreign money into the country so that's good please god yeah so so yeah. from our lips to god's ears let them stay for an extra three weeks yes. and and spend some of it 
at Bacco at the restaurant and tasting some of your delicious wines. And then we've, last of all, but not least, we've got rosé. Pretty, pretty rosé. Hmm? Yeah, sure. What do you put into your rosé? Yeah, so it's a blend of, it's a rosé made from Malbec and then there's a little bit of Vermentino and Sangiovese in there now. So um, it's a very unique, um, I don't know if there's a lot of people that, that creates that blend of rosé in South Africa, but it's, it's very I giving and very, does. very cotton candy-like and a lot of watermelon and all the right aromas that you want to have in a rosé. It's perfect for summer. So guys, now we've got a very fancy schmancy Bordeaux blend for you. We have got Shiraz with a Christmas pudding and we've got Vermentino and Rosé for drinks on the terrace before Christmas lunch. We're going to do the Reds for Christmas Eve and then we're going to drink Chardonnay all day on Boxing Day. <laughs> Deal. Correct. We can do. You don't need to shop anywhere else. <laughs> Only Baco. Thank you both so much. The wines are absolutely gorgeous. The farm is pretty. It's an achievement that everybody needs to go and enjoy. We need 60,000 more natives and definitely 60,000 more Martins in the country. <laughs> Thanks for joining me so much. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Goodbye. Gary. See you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye.